The Dane and Derek Show is an uncensored, unfiltered podcast. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Welcome to the Dan and Derek Show, a podcast where two nerdy friends attempt to keep in touch and shoot the shit. I'm Derek Aiello, a writer, director, and occasional D&D and D&D player, and today a Magic the Gathering player, and with me as always is my buddy, Dane Fogdell. Hi, I'm Dane. I'm a writer, a musician, a podcaster, lover of tabletop RPGs, lover of Magic the Gathering, and I am struggle bussing on opening this magic program. Here we go. Okay, we're fine. We're good now. Great. Now that you're in, mm-hmm. what is your favorite Magic the Gathering card? Overall, Sarah Angel. It's just nostalgic for me. I've I've had, I got given a really old one, and I've had one from basically every set since. Currently, uh, any Liliana Planeswalker is a, just just a love of mine. And then Emrakul Aeon's Torn. I think I have won more games with that card um, than any particular other one. Like just number of games where I've played that, and then I won beautiful beautiful card we're doing a challenge match deck type 60 card yep best of one coin flip okay 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 so we're getting started here okay so derek's challenged me oh yeah we're playing magic the gathering while we're recording this episode of magic the gathering i forgot to mention that okay we're doing best of three right not we're gonna do three games right yeah okay yeah so i'll get to swap decks all right great yes then then we're definitely doing that one (laughs) uh well while we're waiting for this to load my favorite magic the gathering cards are um they're all art based for the most part except for one um kithians are regulars uh because i'd love to do a uh like a like a like a like a movie about those characters. I just love the art on that. It's like a bunch of people hanging out. Um and then I also love Ryusei the Falling Star. Um that's there's some beautiful art on that card. Gotcha. And then uh the last one, I think it's called like Wall Breaker or something. It's a very specific instant that allows you to destroy a defender instantly. Huh. Um I of like the very few games of Magic the Gathering I've won, I won using that card. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Um, and a lot of people complain that it's a card I should never actually have in my deck because it's a uh, a very specific card and not uh it's 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 only useful if someone has a defender. Um I mean fair. So but it's it's a it's a funny card. Um Okay, so how long have you played Magic is maybe a good question. Ooh, yeah, yeah. I've played Magic since high school, since um, since I was, uh, uh, since, since, since like I was 16. Hmm. Um, because Ryan Chen and you and I want to say, I can't remember who else was there. Oh, Chris Miller. Um, and Trevor Haggerty. And Trevor Haggerty. We would get sushi and we would play Magic. And I bought my first deck of cards at It's Your Move. Oh, hell yeah. Um, and, Great game uh, store. Great game store. I don't know if it's still yeah. open, but I loved it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that's, uh, yeah, that, that's how I got into it. What about you, my friend? Um, shoot. Let me think how old I was eight. And for Christmas, uh, my uncle, my, my mom's younger brother, um, he was a big magic player. Uh, and he came to Christmas, uh, that year and he, uh, he brought me all of his cards, like hundreds of cards, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cards. And I got super into it. It was super fun. I loved playing with him. I always lost, but I loved playing with him. Um, and I just kind of kept playing, uh, I got my own my I started buying my own cards. I I learned to build like really build decks. Like I would buy individual cards to like make it um to make it all 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 run smoothly and um play better. And then we started playing in high school, which was super fun. I really loved doing it. Uh but I I don't know if you remember it this way, but uh the way I remember it was Trevor and I were really really good. Um and yeah. um nearly every game would turn into um me and Trevor getting into like a slug match and everybody else uh would either sit around and wait to be like killed or wait for one of us to live or or to like you know like it would just it was all it would always come down to come down to Trevor or I um and so eventually like uh we kind of like stopped playing and just kind of stuck to D and D. Um, and then, <laughs> um, and then, and so basically stopped playing like through, um, the end of high school and all of college. Um, mm. and then last Christmas, just before, uh, cause Gr- Gracie and I had my girlfriend, Gracie and I, we had just moved to Boulder and Gracie loves games and D and D and stuff with me, and um, we we just went to to our local game shop to to um, you know uh, like see what was there. And I bought a pack of Magic cards just to like have like for old times' sake, basically. Um, and I, I it'd been a long time since I'd had some, so I was like really excited and like kind of just like looking at them, going through it, and uh gracie seeing my eyes light up because i'd given my all my cards away by that point except for a few decks that were just really sentimental um and she i i I wake up on christmas and i had all these boxes and like i'm in my mid-20s i hadn't gotten boxes and boxes for christmas in years i was like the hell is this she'd bought me a whole new collection basically um and I got right. I got back into it. I started playing at the at the local game shop. I even won a couple tournaments. Um, and then the 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 pandemic happened, and we were like, ah, oh, damn. Um, and I haven't really gotten to go, but my whole household got um, got into it, and it's been just just a joy ever since. Um, to be able to play with with people and all that stuff. So that's fantastic. I'm glad that you were able to get back into it. Me too. Yeah, I I played a lot during college because uh, one of my close friends from college, also named Trevor, uh, played a lot of Magic, and um, we did like that Magic the Gathering web series. <laughs> oh, I remember that. 
Yeah, where it's basically like Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon, but Magic the Gathering. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a that was a good time, and uh, um, I uh, remember. I didn't really, I went to, I started, that's when I got started going to like game stores and, um, doing, uh, uh, like, um, like drafts and all that and going to like, like pre-releases and, Mm -hmm. um, that was a really fun time. Um, I, I really enjoyed going to like pre-releases and drafts. I wasn't good at any of it, but I, I really just play the game for the art and, uh, and uh i uh i i have those pre-releases give you great art this is true <laughs> gg by the by yep, um, yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I got really mana screwed <laughs> yeah you got mana screwed hard uh, i thought i was gonna yeah. get trashed that game i i had to mulligan twice i only had five cards in my hand oh to start. um oh, yeah tears sad all right one for me so mm-hmm. is the art so the art's your favorite part though mm-hmm yeah the art is my favorite part um yeah i i don't really i have a really hard time understanding like the math and the the infinite combos and a lot of those nitty-gritty kind of rules and and stuff with it but i i don't know like i i find the art to be really inspiring and like cool to look at Mm -hmm. um like i have a deck solely composed of like pretty looking dragons um I mean, fair. Yeah. And then I have another deck composed of like only soul exclusively like soldiers and Theros themed cards just because I like that art. That's totally fair. Um, See, I like I one of the reasons I got back into it um, was I was feeling the itch to to um, play D&D. Uh, but the truth was I didn't actually have the I didn't actually have the, the D&D itch. I had like crunchy mechanics like complicated um game mechanics itch and so that's kind of what i love about about um magic is i i like when i kind of get to set off like a rube goldberg system on my side of the board um that's that brings me a lot of joy hmm yeah uh all right so we've started game two yep did you change decks because i changed decks i changed decks as well for the audience um last game uh i played a green black and derek was playing a pure blue yep pure blue now i'm playing um should we reveal our colors after the fact or during the game no let's do it during the game we probably should have done it last time (laughs) yeah uh i'm playing mono red interesting i am playing mono blue fun Mono red is my favorite uh uh color to play. Interesting. Um primarily because uh there are dragons. Um and uh I I like uh I like me some dragons. Um I think at the end of the day, like absolute when all else fails. I think I like green the best, mm. but I have a greater and greater fondness for black and white as I go along. Mm. Um, yeah. Is that a partner card? No, no that is, uh, I just played uh, Thassa Deep Dwelling. 
Um, she's the ocean goddess from Theros, uh, but she is not a creature until my devotion to blue is five or greater. I see. So the more, so once you have like five creatures on the battlefield, essentially, essentially, yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Very cool. Is that from the new? That must be from the new set. No. The new Theros. Um, yeah. Yeah. This Just... one in particular, she's from okay. the new Theros, but she was in the first one, I think, too. Gotcha. That art is sick. <laughs> yeah, she is lovely. Speaking of D and D, because we have to mention it every episode, we do. Are you going? Are you going to get the uh, the new? Uh, uh, book tasha's cauldron of everything no no the other one the theros one. Oh, i already have it <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah um oh I, I don't have it yet what do you think of it it's really fun um like really fun it actually i think does a lot to make gods really fun to play with especially if you're not like super good at at, at like if you're a gm it's a way to mechanize um uh, playing characters who are faithful like if you if you're a character and you claim that you're um the, the like if you're if you're devoted to thassa let's say the ocean goddess there are um tenants to her worship essentially and um if you follow them then you uh, are granted um bonuses uh in game like spells and stuff um and so it's a way as like a player if you are someone who uh struggles with if you struggle yeah if you if you struggle with um uh role playing like you have a player who's like really struggling with role playing like a cleric i would genuinely suggest um in- including the theros uh deity mechanics because it incentivizes them to do stuff for the deity. It's super cool. Mm. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, there's uh, you exile you made me mill like uh, so many lands, two lands. So I needed sorry. those two lands. I'm sorry, not sorry it's okay i just oh you're gonna make me mill again yeah uh, uh, i i can't do anything or at least oh, oh, oh brutal Derek just three. milled three lands and he oh. does not he yeah that, that was that's rough buddy uh. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah i just uh hell yeah Oh goodness. Oh, this is gonna be over real quick. Maybe, um, maybe not. I'll be honest, my deck is not working like it's supposed to currently. I mean this deck is super simple. It's put a lot of mana on the field and um you know, uh you know, a swing with some big creatures and that's not really happening. <laughs> I mean fair. Oh uh, I think I'm just gonna have to take these attacks. Oh, there we go. Uh, 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 yeah, I'm just going to take it. I'm just going to take it. I can't afford to lose these creatures. Uh, Not yet, well, no. Actually, I can do something. That's pretty good. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. 
that at least kind of helps me. Um, kind of. Oh. Um, let me see. I'm going to do that. Oop. Are you going to get the Tasha's? Speaking of the Tasha's book, are you going to get that, that book? I think so. Um, I may not get it right away, but I'm definitely going to get it just because uh, the number of options it introduces uh, along with, I don't know if you saw this, it introduces the ability as a GM to remove um, stat bonuses. And it basically, you know how you and I all are always talk about how we'd rather uh, uh, race not be the most, like such a building block and that the backgrounds were more important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it lets you do that. Nice. Yeah. So kind of uh kind of that wish fulfillment there. So I was kinda of like, yeah. yeah, that's that's yeah, probably should get that. Good to know, good to know. I will look into that. I I've been reading a lot more powered by the apocalypse uh systems because I was I'm working on a masks game now. Yeah, um, you were talking about that. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm I'm getting used to the the whole. There's no hit points thing. There's no hard and fast combat rules because it's all supposed to be role played, which is great. I think that's really cool. I just have never really uh, done that before, um, so I'm getting used to that. And the way that um, masks does the the changing stats was interesting. Going it back is. to our it yeah. Is. So for I, people who don't know masks Mm -hmm. uh they have like states and they're about how the it's a it's a it's an rpg about uh being like teen heroes it's like definitely mere um it's definitely um based off of like teen titans more than anything else right and so ooh, that is that is quite a bit you're sending at me there um so uh the uh the stats are based around how the characters feel about themselves, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, sorry, I, I'm, I'm blocking at the same time. Um, I'm trying to talk about this, uh, but yeah, so they so they change based around how. Um, players how the characters are made to feel about themselves and all this very interesting stuff so it can be a lot to manage occasionally um fun fact eric i don't know if you saw but she's indestructible oh um yeah uh, Um, i mean uh, yeah you can clearly it's okay but listeners you can clearly tell i am not at all good at this game <laughs> but that's okay i'm gonna learn yeah you know it's, I, you know you gotta i have a good time yeah i mean i still enjoy it I, I i thought i was doing something really cool i know yeah i mean from a like that was the right thing to do it really was that was like the right move except she's indestructible yep um <laughs> on the bright side i'm still standing you are still standing so yeah mask is really interesting it's all about narrative framing. Like one thing I'll say about power by the apocalypse um, games, I would exclude dungeon world from this because it does have hit points. It is important to consider taking things. What other things it would, what you can do to narratively make somebody 
to cost somebody right mm-hmm. rather than just straight straight hit points yeah definitely because i because because like especially like in a game of superheroes where i mean we all see the media superheroes are kind of indestructible mm-hmm. um it, it it it's kind of like hit points are kind of irrelevant because it would just become a lot of long it would turn into dragon ball z yeah and it would just be like okay Mr. Son Goku, you have 2,000 hit points, and this bad guy only does one hit point of damage at a time. This can be a long, long fight. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. And nobody wants to deal with that. That's exactly why, you know, you're playing masks and not D&D. Yes. I've, I've, you know, I've never, I don't really do a lot of, like, modern games. I don't do a lot of sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So, like, between trying to get a Lancer and now a masks game running, I'm, like, completely out of my element that's that's so understandable it's refreshing to have this creative challenge because i just i don't i've I, it's nice to stretch myself within systems that work versus modding D. Mm-hmm. yeah i the last time i did a sci-fi game i tried modding D, and it just became really not so fun very quickly yes yes very quickly something i, I will say about that is like the one like the thing to like definitely oh dang look at that dinosaur you just put out yeah, um finally <laughs> uh sorry i'm i'm trying to consider this what i'll say about masks is that it is re like i would not go about trying to tell a um the story of um the avengers it just won't work out mm-hmm. you won't uh get the you won't get the thing you're looking for it's definitely designed to tell stories about heroes really struggling and coming into their own that's that's what i i've come to appreciate about other systems is just they're a lot more focused and that's nice like mm-hmm. D is good if you want to play D, but you know there's a lot of in-game and out-of-game talk and from what i'm gathering i don't know if, what your experience was like when you were gming but it sounds like it's mostly in character and good game good game <laughs> um a lot of it can be in character the other thing about powered by the apocalypse games is they tend to work their absolute best when you when your players are taking actions like when like in in, in dungeon world one of the the mechanics is called um hack and slash it's your basic attack move it's best when your players say something to the effect of i raise my sword high and and bring it down on my opponent's head and then the gm is like yeah, yeah that sounds like hacking and slashing roll 2d6 plus strength um as opposed to them saying uh, I think I'm going to hack it slash the group I'm playing with now struggles with dungeon world because they are. Pe- a lot of them are people who struggle with the lack of, of concrete rules. Like they're, they, they struggle to know what they should be doing in a sense. If they're not given like, Oh, I can attack sort of, th- sort of thing. Um, so I, I'm always, I'm with people. I'm always, I'm always saying like with, um, powered by the apocalypse games make sure you're playing with like people who feel really comfortable because they don't hold your hand in certain ways that D is really good at so mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's a really good point that's a really good point all right third game third game third game are you playing mono blue i'm still playing the mono blue because i did not do the thing it d- normally does and i i'm very proud of it and i want you to see it Okay. Um, and I'm not certain it's going to happen, but again, well, this time, but 
hopefully my mono green deck uh, will uh, survive the night. Um, hopefully. Uh, hopefully. So last game I won. Yes, um, you've... I have a feeling you're going to win this one as well, but, but you know, that... <laughs> I don't think I've... I don't think I've ever beaten you, and if I have, it was off of a technicality. Um, I'll say this. I think you beat me once um, because by the time I'd beaten Trevor, because we were playing like a, a like many people oh, versus many people. By the time yes. I'd beaten Trevor, I would I hadn't we hadn't gotten rid of everybody else. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like heavily weakened and didn't have a lot of options left mm-hmm okay it yeah. is gonna okay the deck is gonna work i think okay i think so what's your is your green just like big old fuck off monsters yeah it's a classic um it's a classic build your creatures build them bigger and the more creatures you have and the more things they consume the the higher number they get mm, fair. Um, it's a classic classic green deck classic green yeah can oh it can yeah totally Oh, because it just fights a creature I don't control. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I need my bird. Fair. Birds are important. Birds are important. <laughs> um. Oh, my goodness. Okay, how many do I have to discard? <laughs> Two. Or an enchantment. Yep. I don't have an enchantment. So um, then it's ever fateful two cards ever faithful two cards boom yep okay so we'll do that <laughs> then oh my goodness and then that wow that is how this deck is supposed to work <laughs> ominous seas summon krakens oh it's what so what does cycling do cycling you can if I ha- if I still had that card in my hand, I could instead of pay its um, it I could pay two of any color and discard it and draw a card, um. But I can't do that on the on the ground um now that it's now that the enchantment's been put out. Mm. Yeah. Gotcha. So, anyways, for for whatever for, I drew six cards and created an eight eight with by paying basically no mana um last turn is yep. what happened um you've got a big creature card deck and i have a big creature card deck but you got your big creature out it's yeah asap it's, it's a different way of of getting big creatures out mm-hmm. that's cool though that's a classic kind of blue move to to have you not pay for things it is fun and to, and to like make you draw and discard a lot that's like a very classic. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I um, just played uh, Moby Dick, and now I have a pirate. You have a pirate that forces you to attack every turn. Wow. Yep. Well, damn. That's a bummer. But uh, but maybe if you okay. have enough of them, maybe. Maybe. I mean, right, I kind of have no more cards in my hand, so okay. I'm all out of tricks. <laughs> okay, walk there. Walk there. All right. That's cool. All right. The pirate's done, though. 
cool. Yeah. All, All right. right. That ended quickly. I cannot play that a second time. So instead, I shall do this. Um. Wow. None of those, please. Oh, that sucks. Triples. It adds three to the cost of. That's a good. That's a great card. Moby Dick. That's a great card. Yeah. Pursued a, whale. For those yeah, wondering, it's the it's the pursued whale. It's it is a hundred percent just Moby Dick. Like no joke. It, that is exactly what it is. I'm just gonna take it. Fair enough. And I will run the gambit. Okay, I ran the gambit. Oh, did you draw land? <laughs> I draw two lands. You drew two land. And I'm gonna hold because if I attack, you're just gonna you're gonna kill me. Um, <laughs> it's funny how a whale can 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 block a land creature, like a fish can block a land creature, but a land creature like it's it's just that lot like i wonder if a, i wonder if a water creature a whale can block a flying creature just in terms of pure logic um <laughs> you know i've seen some seals jump out of the in nature documentaries jump out of the water to uh um attack people to attack like a seagull so maybe mm. maybe oh now you got two krakens yep is that also oh a legendary oh another demigod good game yeah this is this is lethal because if i you cannot block enough damage i don't think maybe yeah you know maybe well, you can because neither of my not my my krakens and whale do not have trample oof very close very close okay i got uh yep now now it's now it's over uh did you draw another land <laughs> yeah i drew another oof. land oof Oh, big oof! All right, I will not draw out the agony. Good game. Oh, good game. Oh, negative thirty-three. I just hit all attack all. I didn't need to do that. I'm sorry. Okay. I was rude. That was very rude. Of I me. mean, it's it's always fun to like pull like it's very Yu-Gi-Oh to be like, I swing for lethal. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just. These oh, games are silly game. and fun. Good game. Yeah. Good, good game. game. All right. Well, well, we've played three games. Did we answer all the games. questions? You know, we kind of went off script, but at the same time, it kind of answered a lot of the, it kind of answered a lot of the things that we did um anyway. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. And you know, we are at about time, so surprisingly that worked out. It did. It worked uh, out nearly perfectly. Yeah. Um yeah, man, I got nothing else left to talk about uh, unless you got something on your mind. Uh, not in not in particular. I'm I I enjoyed playing a game with you. I I enjoyed like there's not a lot to say about magic because there's not like a it's not like a storytelling device. It it really is just a game. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, this was a good time. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well. That's it for this week, folks. Uh, you can see what movies I'm watching on Letterboxd at Derek Aiello and conveniently also at Derek Aiello everywhere else. Uh, Dane, 
where can we find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter at Dane underscore Fogdahl. Uh, and you can listen to my show, Diceology, like the science of dice, on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. We'll see you next time. And maybe one of these days, I'll beat Dane. Well, I will do my best to never let that happen because, you know, you play to win the game and I will catch you later. <laughs> <laughs> uh...